Welcome to the Open House Podcast, where women talk real estate. If you're enjoying this season of our show, we'd be super grateful if you could leave us a Google review. It helps others discover our content and support our small business. Just search Open House Austin and share your thoughts. Thanks in advance. Now, on to today's topic. Welcome to the Open House Podcast, where women talk real estate. I'm Steph Douglas, and I am without my trusty co-host, but I have two replacements and you should be just excited about them. I have with me Jen Carey and Sid Schuster um, of the Open House team, but we're actually gonna be talking about our experience buying together. Hi, ladies. Hello. (laughs) Um, Yay. This is the fourth and final installment of our Buying with Friends series, and we're essentially, we're gonna wrap it all up by talking about a real life experience This is a really good one too, because everyone in the partnership has different pieces of equity. Um, They brought different things to the table. It was a really unique idea. Um, And so all of this to illustrate that there's not one way to do this. And so this is just our one example. Each of us have done or have made other investments in real estate. And so this isn't even the only way that we've done this, but um, it's a real life example. And we also are missing two of our partners. So five total. It's myself, Christina, our friend Celeste, and then Jen and Sid, who I have here with me. Jen, do you want to say a little bit more about yourself? Uh, Yeah. So as Steph mentioned, I'm one of the agents on the open house team. Um, I've also been a real estate investor for a long time now, since 2010. Right now I'm sitting at four... Property, six units, a mix of short-term, long-term, and mid-term rentals. I just took on my first fully furnished mid-term last week. I didn't yeah. know this. <laughs> yeah, okay. really. So yeah, it's it's fun doing all the different ones, and they each take their own you know set of skills and, and time and effort. Um, but definitely this partnership has been one of my favorites. <gasps> Yay. Awesome. Hello, I'm Sydney, also known as Sid, which I feel like I'm going by more these days. Um, As far as background, been a realtor in Austin now. I'm in my eighth year, which is crazy to say. Since being with Open House Austin, I've been involved in a couple different types of partnerships, but have, have purchased three properties and have had experience uh, renovation and short-term, long-term, which uh, I'm excited to chat about that one today because I think it's a fun mi- fun mix of the two with this 11th Street property. And yeah, excited to chat more about buying with friends, especially as the market's shifted the past couple years. It's just a great way to enter the market and do it with people that you love. Yes, buying with friends. Okay, so I'm just going to lay out the like the preliminary details. Um, there's five of us, like I said. Um, we purchased this house in December, 2021. And so it's been uh, two years and two months. Um, we bought it for 760,000 and we put $35,000 into it. Um, but can one of y'all go into what, how this, how this idea came about? What was the purpose of this purchase? Just like the preliminary, like talks that we had. Yeah. Um, I can start. So we started working together in 2020, so COVID times, and at the time, Open House had a commercial space we were officing out of, and uh, we were pretty much all working remote at that point, 
and our team was growing and so we and the market was growing and so we decided okay let's find a property that we can use in multiple different ways and we essentially purchased it to use as like a co-working space to start um, so that's what prompted the conversation. Like yeah. Cherrywood. I feel like we, it took us probably like six months from start to finish to really get this property. We started looking towards like the end of summer in 2021 when we were really starting to notice like market changes and we're like, this seems like a good time for us to invest in something. And, um, after working together for almost two years at that point, I think we trusted each other enough to get into business with each other. And, mm-hmm. um, we were all really still interested in, in making an investment. Yeah. We checked out a few properties in East Austin, um, in various price points and some were just needed more work than we were willing to do at the time. And we were kind of like waiting around for the right fit. And this property kind of showed up in our search. I think Steph was actually the one that prompted us to go look at it. I was literally like about to get married the next day literally <laughs> I, oh my god i like signed I the contract that. in my dressing room and then went to the inspection the day after my oh my, my god I cannot um, believe I forgot that. That's so true. Also, I'll, I'll never it, forget that. Leave it up to Steph. She's the one that typically is starting the conversation oh my God. about a property. Yeah. And this one, like the ones that we had looked at before, the Cherrywood one, it was going to be more work, but also it didn't have like a very clear income producer. And we mm-hmm. wanted it to pay for itself, essentially. Um, obviously, we wanted to make money, but but we were going to use it as a co-working space. But we wanted it to have some sort of income producing element and the Cherrywood one was so cute. We were under contract on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the inspection was really bad. Oh. I remember that. There's a room like falling off the house. Yes, the, the house was splitting in two. And the inspector was like, don't. Yeah, yeah he was like, don't, do not buy this. Yeah. But hey, it's part of, part of it. Part of the process. And we never found this perfect gem. Yeah, um, truly. Yeah, so house hacking potential was there already. And it was in like kind of an ideal neighborhood yeah. right around the corner from a lot of other properties and yeah, had enough space for all of us to work comfortably and have a little bit of, of separation um, and really good separation between us and the house hacking. Yes. Because it had a tiny home. Yes. And that's what I'll say. Steph mentioned we put 35 K in that was pretty much, that wasn't including our down payment and our closing costs that, but that was pretty much all on the tiny home yes. and like doing some minor like paint 20, 25 K fixtures yeah. in the main house. But yeah, so there was a there was an existing tiny home, um, and it was in pretty rough shape. I mean, we it was basically took it to stud. Yeah, yeah, we we didn't we didn't really know we were gonna do that, but it, it turns out you know famous video of Christina pulling down the ceiling. Yeah, like, uh, like I guess I, we're doing this. Now. I guess we're pulling the ceiling down. I know it was it was a DIY situation essentially, and so we like brought it back to life and we made it somewhere that people would like to stay short term. So essentially, it's a it's an Airbnb now and it is pretty, pretty well separated. Like there's an alley access and that's, that's nice. Like people really like the privacy and it does kind of like live like it's on its own and not like you're going past a house. So that was a big deal. Oh yeah. What, what else have we put in? Like how, what other costs did we incur up front? Is that, did we talk about that? I think we have it on another Pod, but to re- to reiterate, you're talking about like upfront costs yeah. to buy the house. I guess I guess let's let's talk That's about a, that. The yeah. upfront costs. So the, the so sale. well, Sid and I we talked about like Sid and I are the only one on the loan. Yes. So part of like our partnership was okay. How much does everyone want to bring to the table capital wise, but also like what is everyone's 
credit availability because I feel like that's the issue we run into a lot. Yeah. A lot of times our debt is so high because we are taking on more properties. So we needed at least two people that could take on a fairly high mortgage along with whatever they had at the moment. Right, right. Because when we talk about the perfect partnership, um, uh, what do we call it? Buying power. Oh my God. Um, buying power is important and buying power means that you have available credit in your debt to income ratio monthly and you have a good credit score and those things like line up. And so Jen and Sid were the best two candidates to go on the loan. And so they got a little bump in equity for that. Um, plus they both brought the majority of the cash. Which is something to think about too, when you're thinking about investing with partners and how you want it to look like this investment was at first purely an investment. So no one was planning to live in the house. So with that being said, we had to plan for 25% down, but Mm -hmm. if you do this with friends and you're wanting to transition to maybe roommates renting a house to roommates owning together, then that could look a little bit different and you could put significantly less down That's closer a, to 5%, which... Great point. Yeah. The, the way that we did it was was an investment. So we like bought it as a pure investment property. There is a twist in the story at the end, so stay tuned. But the, the down payment, yeah, could be so little. And 5% of whatever the sales price is split amongst friends, it, it does end up to be a pretty manageable amount um, if you're doing it that way. I will say we did when we were, you know talking about how much everyone is going to bring and we were creating the budget, we did account for, you know, closing costs and all that, but we also did have a renovation budget. We knew that definitely the tiny home needed work and we were going to hire out for a lot of it to do a better quality job than what was there. So we had, you know, basically put all of those funds into a spreadsheet, down payment, closing costs, renovations, and then divided the equity based on capital based on that. That's a great point. It, it wasn't just the down payment and the closing costs. It was the whole entire thing. And I think uh, some reserves. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, the whole had, like, a minimum amount. account balance you needed to cover. Right. And that that is the way to do it for sure. Like accounting for what needs to happen and then being conservative about that because things cost more money and they take more time than you initially think. So that's important. Initially, we also create an LLC and we had to open a bank account with that LLC so that we could then do all of our bill pay and all of that through that account just to make, make everything cleaner. I would just say if you're thinking about investing with friends, you know, it doesn't hurt to start a Google Drive document spreadsheet and start playing with the numbers with your potential partners. I know that's how it started with us. We had like, okay, here are the people that are interested. Okay, everyone, how much do you feel comfortable you know, possibly investing into whatever property might even be of interest. Maybe there's no property yet and start playing with those numbers and start talking about who's able and willing to potentially go on a mortgage. is like a great start of the conversation. Yeah. That's how ours started. Yeah. Yeah. So in addition to the LLC, we get this question a lot is we do have a partnership agreement. We have a contract that we had an attorney draft yeah, that talks about what our equity share is, but also how long we are in this investment together. So we all committed to a five-year minimum, at which point we'll reconvene and, and discuss, we want to extend that, you know, what, what the next step would be. And, that, you know, there's always caveats to that, but we do, you know, routinely get together. We actually have been having meetings lately to do our taxes. Always in February, we're doing our profit and loss statements, all of that. Yeah. So just, it's not a one and done. You're going to continue yes. to have, you know, conversations with these people. And, and, you know, we do 
recommend that you get everything in writing so that there are no surprises. That's great. Operating agreement is so important and time committed is so important. We're a long-term, I mean, I guess, I guess five years is sort of midterm, but when you're thinking about investing, you're not like investing for one year and then you get all your money back. And it's like, so it's like real estate is a little bit different and it takes more time for that money to make money. And so it's been an interesting, we, we've talked, we just talked about this. It's been an interesting couple of years in the Austin real estate market, but we're able to weather the storm because we know that we're holding it for at least five years. And like, we might in five years, you know, in three years mm-hmm. be like, actually, this is doing great. And like, we want to just keep on holding it. Mm-hmm. Or we might say, ah, like, I want to, I think I want to pull my investment out. And so we'll list it. And in, at that time, we would look at the market conditions. We initially bought this house as a co-working space, but the twist. <laughs> the twist. <laughs> Here we are. The twist was after a year and a half of using the space how we intended to, our community and our company was growing and we needed a bit more space. We wanted to host a lot more events. And so as we started that search for a new office space, realizing the property would be, you know, the the front house needed to be filled with either a long-term tenant or we we thought about short-term too. Mm -hmm. I was also simultaneously in a transition. I had just renovated a property in North Austin honestly, for myself to move back in. And I had a change of heart and I was really thinking about moving closer to um, central Austin. And that started the conversation about, okay, I am part owner in this property. I could live in this front house. And so we started talking about what that would look like. And now Sydney. And now I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> She's yeah. there. She and lives I, there with her partner. I love it. I love where I live. And the power of partnership really with this one is, is pretty cool. You know, I feel very grateful and it is a space that is, yeah, I, I love living there. And it also is, is neat that the space in the back that we did invest money into up front is covering a decent amount of the mortgage. Our mortgage yeah. went up when property values went up. So we had to adjust for that. Which, which kind of takes us into the challenges that we've experienced because, you know, this, this is a property and there's always things that go wrong no matter what. Um, what are some of the things that have come up for us? Like surprise expenses, Jen, you want to kick us off? Uh, yeah, I'd say, I think it was June. So about a month after Sydney moved in and made it her home, I got a call from our utility company saying we had a $900 water bill and, and that was me. not normal and I was like how many showers I'm taking <laughs> like what's happening we expected an uptick from you know for a full-time tenant but right. not like this so <laughs> so the search began the investigative search for this leak yeah which, which took a little while it did and it was and it's like this is the worst type of leak because it was so small but obviously a steady leak is still going to use a ton and ton of water. Yeah. So so that was a big bummer. It ended up being the main, the water supply mm-hmm. between the city, this basically the street and our and the house. And yeah, that was a bummer. 
Yeah. Yeah. It it was something we couldn't have anticipated. I mean, I guess we could have proactively replaced our water supply lines in theory, but that's something that, you know, overall our inspection report when we bought the house, it was pretty solid as far as like updates they had made and the condition. And we had planned up front for some repairs and renovations. So that was already factored in but just a a bummer that you know something like that comes up and you know you do have to spend a good amount up front luckily we had it in the bank account but you know not not necessarily that something that adds value to the house but yeah yeah not sure if this part got cut out but we we did have like a minimum balance that we had all agreed on um before we took draws um for emergencies like this like Mm -hmm. we don't we didn't want to be in a situation where you know there's a you know $3,000 $3,000 repair needed, absolutely needed, couldn't wait, and it's not in the bank account, and we then have to ask partners for money right. that they called. may not have budgeted for in their personal expenses. Exactly. So having that money there um, you know, really has saved our butts a couple times. It has. The, the downside is we said, okay, we're gonna, we need 20 k in the account before we start taking draws, you know, and taking draws means monthly earning money from this investment, and we have not been able to do that yet. So the Right side is we haven't had to spend any more money than our initial investment mm-hmm. um, to upkeep the house to, to, you know, any surprise things. We've all been able to cover with the income that we've produced from the property. However, we haven't been able to, t- like, earn any money on it quite yet other than, you know, the equity um, hypothetically. Right. right? Um, so, so that's been sort of a challenge. The other challenge that I think that we have to talk about is um, the market. Like we, it is, it is sometimes challenging to buy a house and then see the values kind of drop and that we're not the only ones that are experiencing this. Like there's a lot of people who bought houses in 2021, 2022, and they're seeing kind of a dip in, in value. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily we're long-term investors and we know that the values will keep on, you know, increasing. We don't know at what rate, but we do have confidence that it will continue to go up. And so that our, our dip in value isn't going to like ruin our investment. Right. And because we're long-term investors and because we had that set amount, these change in values don't really change our investment, don't change our personal finances. Right. Like, you know, Sydney paying rent, it, the, our change in mortgage doesn't change your rent. You know, it's still right. based on the market rent, so it doesn't directly affect in that way. Yeah. You know, we did protest our taxes last year and the value had gone significantly up based on, you know, the previous year's comps. But we know that that's probably going to go down this year and maybe we'll get another mortgage adjustment. Yeah. And honestly, that's a really great example of doing something like proper protesting those property taxes. You know, like we did that together. We mm-hmm. did that meeting together with, with Travis County. And, you know, if this is if you're thinking about purchasing for the first time with friends, that's also something to consider is like the time and the experience, mm-hmm. like pairing up with your partners to tackle not only the expenses, but the maintenance of having a property as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's not, it's not always passive. And while like, I don't know, me and Christina have a lower stake, therefore we have a lower responsibility. Like we have a low, we love a lower time commitment. Y'all have the largest stake. And so you're, you have like more of decision-making power, but that does come with some more time. How, how much time do you think on average per month you spend on 11th Street? All different. Um, yeah. I would say January is the most. Like time. February, March, I think is the most for me. 
For taxes? Yeah. yeah. Putting taxes. together the profit and loss statements for taxes. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Going like, beginning expenses. of the year, yeah. recapping what we spent, making sure all the numbers look clean. Yeah. And yeah. we're, you know, working with an accountant, but, you know, that takes time. And then, aside from that, it's really been, you know... I think easier for everyone now that like I am living there. So when things come up, I'm just the person of, you know, I'm the point of contact. I'm there. I schedule everything. So mine is more involvement just like day to day for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, yeah, so during the, days, the invoices, you know, yeah. for our property management for a short term and checks all of that. But I would say like other than her paying that is probably like a 30 minute time commitment a month. That's probably on most months all all she really has to pay yeah. attention to. And then same for me. Like there's some strong months where we're spending a lot of time on it, but that's for every property I own. Yeah. And then most of my other time is passive. Yeah. Right, right. And something um, you mentioned the challenges, something that I, I did want to bring up too is just w- thinking about long-term rental and short-term rental. With that comes property management to some degree if all the owners aren't living there. Um, and so that has been something that we face just with me now being there. It, it probably makes more sense to take over the management I own versus having a management company. So yeah, so there's things like that to consider and just know that once you have set up your partnership, there will be a natural evolution of, you know, changes and things that you'd want to discuss and maybe pivot Throughout that time, yeah, you know, market depending, time depending, or you know, based on short term, long term rental, etc. So that is something we are currently talking about now. Yeah, and the phase, the phases of this investment, really, like the initial phase was renovating the back house. So we did that, and then we got that ready to rent, and and that was like what two, three weeks, maybe a month. Yeah, um, and then we had that going. We were using it as co working slash office. Um, and then that stopped fitting our needs. And so we had to pivot. And I think that the versatility of this investment is really nice for me. Like I like, I like that about it, but I think that's possible for a lot of investments. Like you can be versatile and you can have a plan A, plan B, plan C so that you can, so we can fit the needs of the time. Mm-hmm. Anything else we have here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we got to go. Um, yeah, I think what I wanted to really stress about partnering with friends Specifically in this episode, I think I said at the beginning, it can look however you need it to look. So this is not the only way. We've like really done this in a creative, creative way. We're gonna look forward to house hacking in the next series. We just finished up our our how to buy with friends, and it was lovely. Anything else? We are your go-to place for information on how to buy with friends. We've all done it. Um, Jen and said, I think that we said this, but they're agents for open house. We're also um, friends. And, and friends. <laughs> but and friends. Not. Coworkers, <laughs> friends, and all around good people. Anything else? That's <laughs> okay. all I've got. All right. Yay. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>